KJ. I know I said I was going to do like every other week or every other episode or well no every episode I'm going to do a different song um I think I should do artists as well because I think last week or last time I played a Logic song. I said last time it's one of my favorite rappers. You know. but how y'all doing, man? It's your boy KJ, man. It's KJ's corner. Uh, KJ with the K, corner with the K. That's how we do it. Um, but yeah, um, I am no longer in the. San Diego, just want to let you guys point that out real quick. Um, for some of y'all, you know, you guys are just kind of getting up right now. My, my computer hasn't really gotten set to, to Florida time yet or Central time yet. I'm still still 7.44, but in, uh, right now it's, it's 9.44 um, here in a sunny uh, Panama City day. Um, it is, what? August 5th, um, yeah, um, I am, I'm in Florida now, so for all you guys who, uh, who, um, most of my listeners are most likely in San Diego and, uh, you know, um, a lot of, uh, of the western part of the, of the, the state, of the country and everything, but, but yeah, I'm in Florida, um, I'm enjoying it. Can't, can't, can't complain. Uh, I mean, it's only been a couple of days. I haven't really started work yet. But um, for those of you who don't know, I, I got I came out here um, living with my girlfriend, um, her sister, and a, their roommate. And it's been pretty good. It's been pretty cool. Uh, Florida is super hot. Uh, it's not like San Diego. Uh, definitely um, the humidity you got to get used to. I've been out here for – I've been out here uh, – I was out here for like a couple of days uh, last year. Didn't get used to it. Got used to it like the second or third day. Because um, it's like breathing under a pillow. Like when it gets really hot, like the humidity is too much sometimes. Um, so I, I'm i now getting used to it. Currently getting used to it. Um, so I can't complain. But, but yeah, uh, like I said, I came out here for um, a job opportunity. Um, I'm uh, potentially going to be a news producer uh, for this news station in Panama City Beach, Florida, which is about 20 minutes from here. It's a nice little area, uh, big, it's a little city area, um, definitely a tourist attraction. If you come out here, you'll, you'll see uh, it has like all the hotels it's right by the beach. Um, it's right by uh, this big old mall, big old like arcade area, big old um, tourist attraction. And uh it's a very nice spot, and it's where the news station is located. And, and um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go there Friday, this Friday, and um, sit down and hopefully, you know, talk about it all. Cause um, I'm excited to get it started and get that started. Um, I also just recently um, uh, got this job as a recruiter, basically, or a sports writer, in which I work for this uh, scouting company that. Uh, Basically, you know, writes and 
writes about local players, local talented players, uh, regardless of the sport, um, regardless of the level. Um, so high school, um, JUCO, college, um, you know, even if you, you know you're like some up and coming superstar, like middle school player or whatever, like like how LeBron or LeBron James' son was, or uh, San Diego's own Mikey Williams, like guys like that who were um, you know, killing it before they got into high school. Now they're killing it in high school. So, um, there's no, uh, no limits. You know, we just, it's a job that gets kids recruited and, uh, it'd be, it'd be pretty cool. I'm pretty excited to start that. I just like got everything situated with that, um, signed a contract and, um, finna get, uh, some gear and stuff. And yeah, then I'm gonna start blogging and, and doing all that. So it should be pretty fun. Um, and then on top of the news production thing. So we'll see how that all goes. But in any case, yeah, I'm out in Florida. Um, two hours ahead of most of y'all. Um, can't complain. Again, like I said, I'm enjoying my first couple of days out here. And then I'm, I'll enjoy it more when I get used to the area. But um, in any case, uh, like I said, this is KJ's Corner. This is your boy KJ. And, you know, we typically... I typically come out here. We talk about sports. We talk about the hot takes, everything that's going on right now, everything that's happening in the sports world. Um, it's been a lot, actually. I mean, like like I said earlier, you know, July was the was the sports renaissance, and uh, you know we had the NHL going on, MLB, MLS, uh, the uh, what Major League Lacrosse. Like we had, uh, I mean, Europe still was having their their sport, their soccer going on, everything. Um, yeah, basketball came back, and we had a couple of scrimmages, and then the regular season, or the restart happened just uh, back in July, and uh, back end of July. So uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of stuff. And um, before I get into basketball, which has been uh, the the most popular and everything in the news lately, uh, I'll start off with some baseball stuff. I know I don't really talk about baseball a lot, um, but baseball. Um, it's having some it's having some issues and and I mean I think it was expected yet yeah, this baseball season was gonna be kind of weird because um, I mean and <clears throat> a lot of analysts have been saying it a lot of people on TV have been saying it like um, in regards to the sports like um, Adam Silver for the NBA's uh, commissioner has done a fantastic job and not even just you know. NBA people who are obviously going to be biased towards, you know, the NBA and are, are going to say these great things about Adam Silver. But, you know, in, in a sense, uh, he, it is true when they all say, like, he's he has he's been the most um, professional and most uh, prepared and has done the best in regards to um, to managing his league. And he's by far been the finest GM that we've had across all major sports, um, in America. And, um, and I, I mean, we say that with, um, some, uh, truth behind it because, you know, the MLB is having this issue right now. And, um, currently, I mean, earlier in early June and or in mid June and early July, um, they were going back and forth, the MLB and the players association of the MLB, um, we're trying to get a CBA done and everything. And, um, you know, in the CBA, it was, you know, how many games are going to we have this season? Uh, when are we going to get the players back in and all that stuff? And, um, 
they like finally settled on like 60 games uh, somewhere in in uh, early July, mid July, and then uh, no no um, uh, mid June uh, end of end of June, um, and then basically we're just like, all right, we got that done. We'll let's get to our merchandise, the players. Let's get these players out to their team so we can uh, start everything up so we can you know get everything back we, we want the players in training camps we want you know uh, all these players to to get back to their team so we can start the season and hurry up and i mean if 60 games already was was um an issue i mean every every game is is right now a dog fight for each team but um the fact that you know they were rushing so so much to get into the season was was the issue for them and and like I said, Adam Silver did a great job in his in his um, with his league in the sense that you know they had everything in place. They talked to the owners, they talked to the CBA, um, um, they found a destination, Orlando, and they put that all together. And we're like, you know, okay, well, um, we got all that figured out. So how about we how about we wait about a month and uh, how about we wait about a month? And like, uh, have these players get ready um, uh, by the end of July, basically. And they had the, they had their everything finished basically at the end of June, and said, "Okay, well, first off, let's make sure that these players are okay, um, and get them safely into this bubble, uh, the Orlando uh, Wide World of Sports facility." And, um, you know, by July, end of July, they should be fine. And that's, that's, what, that's, that's what happened. I mean, we had, you saw players from early July, um, like Nikola Jokic, um, who was back at home. Uh, not only, I mean, he slimmed down, he got in shape, but he caught COVID-19. Um, he had Russell Westbrook get COVID-19. Um, a couple of players on the Nets uh, caught, caught it as well, but... Um, they're not with the team right now. They're currently rehabbing, and I'm sure that they're, you know, finished and they um, quarantined and are now off of it. But um, the the whole stipulation with that was, you know, if you have COVID-19 before, um, you know, the bubble and everything, you can't come in. And or if you uh, opt out before the opting out date, which was July 24th, um, then you are not allowed to come back into the bubble. That was your decision. You cannot come into the bubble once you decide that you're not playing with the team and everything. And a couple of players did that. A couple of players were, you know, dealing with COVID and they were just like, you know, it's not even worth it. Um, and they didn't go in. So it was, uh, it, it was, it was well, well, uh, the NBA was prepared it so well and, and they did their job in regards to keeping their players safe. Um, following the CDC and the WHO rules and everything um, and making sure that they got their players set for this upcoming season. Whereas you have the MLB where they were, they got the, the CBA done basically in June and we're like, okay, by July 7th, I want you guys, we want you guys to be in training camps and everything like that. And that, um, I mean, I, I think that was just like, a week or two or three, maybe just three weeks after they had finished the CBA and were like, okay, uh, 
uh, let's get these players back without even worrying about the, the safety protocols or anything like that. And as you can see, I mean, if you've been paying attention to the news and, and everything like that in regards to the MLB and, and sports and everything, you had teams like the Marlins who, who like, a th uh, half of their players uh, got tested positive for COVID. Um, card some players on the Cardinals got tested for COVID. Teams that the Marlins uh, played against, uh, some of uh, those teams' players ended up getting COVID. Um, you had uh, a pitcher for... Uh, I don't want to speculate. I'm, I'm, it's either the Phillies or the White Sox, or or the Phillies or the or the Yan or the Angels or some or something. Uh, one of the pitchers um, had COVID and just got off of COVID and just started playing in the games, and he was having you know breathing issues, and um, it turned out you know you know COVID is a, a viral disease, a, a viral infection that um, attacks your lungs and attacks um, you know attacks parts of your respiratory system and uh um it kind of hardened some areas of this pitcher's uh heart and everything the muscles around his heart um not too much but you know as uh you know if it does um to some extent you know if it does harden it um uh, obviously it has effect it affects your breathing it affects your blood flow and and um, um he's currently trying to to work out um how to get into, you know, how to how to play with it, um, while also you know healing and everything, and and I mean that's on you know Rob Manfred and the MLB and the Players Association not focusing on the protocols and the safety um, uh, protocols for you know what CDC and who put out for um, for you know for us to to be able to manage uh, through this pandemic and. Now, uh, I mean, there were talks early on about, you know, canceling the MLB season as they were starting. I mean, I think it's so far about five or six games in for a couple of teams. And um, and right now, I mean, again, they're already talking about, oh, let's, you know, cancel the season. Let's cancel the season right now because so many players aren't, you know, aren't healthy. So players are catching COVID. I mean, the Marlins uh, only had a couple of players just last night. They won the game, which was crazy, um, but I mean, it still just speaks to um, you know the fact that you know the MLB didn't do its job well enough to keep these players safe. Um, even I mean, you even have a superstar like uh, Jonas Cepedes for the Mets, who who midseason opted out. Um, he had other uh, players like uh, Justin Verlander who who opted out, um, and uh, a bunch of just other MLB players who have um, just decided to to you know as the season is currently going on just to just to to opt out and stop. Uh, Lorenzo Cain opted out. Like players uh, who um, were expected to, or players who were like literally on the roster the one day and the next day said you know I can't do this anymore because this isn't this isn't right. Um, uh, the Braves. Nick uh, Mark Markakis, or I, I can't say that I'm, I'm butchering the name, but Nick Markakis um, at first said no um, with the with the team, and then was like, okay, maybe I'll I'll play whatever. Um, and uh, a bunch of players are already just saying that you know they weren't expecting to to do it, and like I said, Justin Verlander was one of them, uh, the Astros pitcher, um, 
So you, you already got players, you know, mid-season, or not even mid-season, but early stages of the season opting out and everything. So um, I just think, again, the, the, the talks about Adam Silver, you know, him being uh, the best commissioner right now in, in all the sports, I think it, one is definitely um, uh, is true. I think it's a true statement. I mean, there's no other way you can put it. I mean, he's – He's done everything to get the season back. He's gotten all the players healthy. No players tested positive for COVID for the M- for the uh, M- or N- NBA, uh, even the NHL itself. The NHL, which is currently um, having their kind of restart as well, or their uh, um, their season restart. Um, there, none of their players tested positive for COVID. So, uh, NHL commissioner, um, you got to applaud him as well. He he made sure that his players were safe and that they've been, uh, um, you know, following the protocols and everything. So um, NHL, M- NBA, they've been doing really good. And obviously, as you can see, the NBA has been really uh, been doing good. I mean, the, the restart has been solid. Uh, all the games have been fun to watch, um, except for the except for any game that the Wizards have played. I'm not trying to watch the Wizards. I've been saying this for the longest. I, I still think that. I mean, it's too late now, but um, once Bradley Beal decided he wasn't going to play, they should have just been like, you know, okay, let's get them out and, like, put in a team. And the next team behind the Wizards was the Hornets, who was just a game behind them. So the Wizards had 24 24 wins. The Hornets had 23 wins. Um, I mean, the Hornets would have been way more competitive right now than the than the, the, the Blazers – I mean, the excuse me, the, the Wizards because – they have a lot of young talent and a lot of great team, a lot of great chemistry on that team. And, and they don't have an all-star, but they have a, a collective unit of guys who, who just get the job done. And the Wizards were literally just Bradley Beal. And, I mean, right now they're, the, they're, they're not the only winless team. I mean, you got, uh, uh, you got them and, and the Kings who are, who are, you know, winless, but, it's it's still just it's just a bad look. Just the Wizards have no player to go to besides the rookie Rui Hachimura and maybe Thomas Bryant, but that that team was was carried by Bradley Beal who was averaging twenty eight a twenty eight a night. So, I mean, my my suggestion was the Hawks. I wish they would have put Trey Young in there. Um, Trey Young, you know, um, he's good TV, and even though the Hawks were what I think fifteenth or something in the East, or not even fifteenth. Nah, that, that's pretty low. They were uh, they were they were above the Knicks. They're about thirteenth uh, or fourteenth or whatever. Um, but they were they. Were, I mean, Trey Young, like I said, is 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 makes makes for good television and um, for for teams that are outside of the eighth seed, they have to make it within four games of the ninth seed in order to get a play-in game, which is the first playoff game, kind of like the NCAA tournament where, you know, 11 seeds and 15 seeds or whatever um, have to play each other to to get into the NCAA tournament. Um, and that's considered like the first round or whatever. And so um, that's how the NBA is doing it right now. And, and you have to come, again, you have to come within four games of the final eighth spot um, to get that play-in game. So um, there's only eight games for each team, and each team, uh, you know, 
is, you know, right now fighting for seeding, especially the teams that are already clinched. I mean, uh, you have teams like the Lakers who clinched first, the Bucks who clinched first. Um, so the number one seeds for the Eastern and Western Conference are pretty much locked up. Uh, first time the Lakers clinched the first seed in the West since 2010, so literally 10 years ago. Um, the last year they won the championship. Um, so, I mean, that that's obviously a good omen right there. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. They're currently 2-1 and one in the bubble. Um, every team so far has played three games besides the Nuggets, the Thunder, and the – oh, no, the the Sixers and the uh, other team – oh, and Toronto have all played three games so far. I've only played uh, two games. Everyone has to play three games. Um and so far in these all these three games, uh these first you know couple games so far have been really exciting. They've been all down to the wire, they've been all close. I mean, again, these are games where these are games, you know, without fans. There are no fans in the stadiums. There there are a couple execs that are sitting in the stands that are right next to the to the court. Um the NBA has done this really cool thing where they um put the the uh, zoom up for player for fans who like bought uh the season like tickets or whatever to zoom in and watch the games which i mean me personally i would just rather watch it on tv i think there's really no point in watching it on zoom you're basically watching it on tv so i don't really see the whole point with that but um yeah the, the nba did a really cool thing where the monitors behind the the team benches um it's a big old monitor and there's a bunch of people on Zoom watching the game. And it's mainly um, the home team or the team that's de- designated home for that game. So, again, each team has eight games. Uh, both all the – all the they're, they have four home games, four away games. And I'm using air quotes because it's, it's a neutral site in Orlando. But um, they do a cool thing where, again, they have, like, background noise um, through the speakers. And, again, like I said, they have – people watching through Zoom. So it's really interesting. It's really cool. Um, again, the games have been really impressive. Um, uh, talk about, I mean, uh, last night uh, on the during the Rockets and the Portland game, um, uh, it was Iron Eagle and uh, Stan Van Gundy who were uh, commentating on the game. And they were talking about, uh, I think the bubble should have, like, an MVP bubble, like uh, MVP of the bubble, like most improved of the bubble, rookie of the year of the bubble. Um, like if it's the NBA restart, let's really restart it and like forget forget like the season, like in the NBA, let's focus on, or in the NBA bubble, let's focus on who the players are right now that are standing out in the bubble. And currently right now, uh, like I said, all, all so far every team has pretty much played three games. Uh, Phoenix and Indiana are the only – Oh, and Toronto, who uh, who uh, are playing tonight, and I, I think they're playing the what Magic. They're playing um, somebody who they should beat uh, today, but uh, Toronto, Portland, and Indiana are all undefeated. Portland and Indiana are three and zero. Toronto is two and zero. They play the Magic, so they should win tonight. Um, so. Uh, by not not jinxing it, Toronto should be three and zero. They're the only undefeated teams right now in the bubble, um, 
And I mean, they've been, it's been ridiculous. And I, I talked about this last episode um, in regards to the scrimmages where I was just like, you know, seeing these players, it looks like they haven't missed a beat. All these players are in shape. You got guys who are just dominating. Um, and it looks like they, again, like it literally, the NBA season was just yesterday and they were just, they just started up again uh, the next day. Like there was no, it seemed like there was no time off for any of these players. Devin Booker, I think, is uh, shining right now. I mean, again, the Suns are undefeated. They have wins against uh, the Clippers. I mean, that's Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Lou Williams. Montrezl isn't back yet, but I mean, the 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 Suns are missing Kelly Oubre. So I mean, it kind of equals out. I mean, Kelly Oubre's production and Montrezl's production. On top of the fact that the Clippers have two All-Stars and a six-man of the year in Lou Williams and a head coach in Doc Rivers. So there should be no excuse in losing that game. But Phoenix, I mean, is balling out. Uh, and Devin Booker, game winner over Paul George, 35 points yesterday, eight rebounds. I mean, he's – he's his, first of all, he, he was deserving of that All-Star selection, um, even though it was due to an injury. Um, he should have got in regardless, but – He's always shown that he can be a top-tier player in the NBA, and he's showing it right now. Again, Phoenix is 3-0, and and again, one of their wins was against the the the, the um, again, the Clippers. And then the Mavericks, who are currently in a playoff spot, they have are in the playoffs, um, have clinched the playoff spot. They're currently in seventh right now. They're struggling a little bit, but they got their first win against the Kings, um, who is obviously um, – you know, haven't won a game so far, but um, they finally got a dub. And um, they're, yeah, I mean, the the, Sun, the Suns are, are really, like, threatening to move up and, you know, get that playing game uh, to play against the Grizzlies, who have been struggling a little bit. I mean, they're um, a young team who's, you know, still trying to fight to get that playoff spot. They never really had that secure that secured eighth spot, but they're currently still fighting. Um, they are what I think two and one or one and two. They're uh, they're one and two um, and trying to keep pace in that eighth seed so they can stay there. I mean, again, you have to be within four games of that eighth spot in order to get that play in. So the Grizzlies, you know, have to win and win and win in these next five games. Um, if they can go four and one. I think that'd be really good if they can run the table in the next five games. That'd be really good for their positioning, because um, Portland uh, is currently one and two. Excuse me, two and one. Uh, they were fortunate last night. They beat my Rockets. Uh, I was pretty devastated. It was a really good game. It was close. Um, came down to the wire. Melo hit a really clutch three um, that put them up by um, three. And uh, and yeah, the, the, we couldn't score after that. Uh, even despite despite the fact, you know, we're very undersized, you know, everybody's been talking about the Rockets and the small ball and everything, which it, it maximizes James Harden and Russell Westbrook's ability to drive and kick and everything and, you know, forces, you know, teams to, to have to keep their bigs, you know, away from the rim and everything. But I think, you know, in the long run, that's not going to help the Rockets win. It's not going to help them get further in the playoffs. Um, they need a big, they need somebody who can protect the rim as well as rebound because they're getting rebound every night 
by almost 40 rebounds a game. So it's really, it's pretty sad when you watch it. But I mean, again, they're competing. And again, they've won some really good games. Now, the Bucks are no slouch. And they lost to the Nets uh, last night, um, who... When you look at it, I saw the I saw the box score. I wasn't looking at the game, but I saw the box score and it was like, how in the world did the Brooklyn Nets, who didn't have Karis LeVert that night, who is currently their main scorer right now, didn't have Karis LeVert, no Spencer Dinwiddie, obviously, no Jared Allen. They didn't have Jared Allen. No DeAndre Jordan. Obviously, no KD and Kyrie. So, you know, how do they beat the number one team in the East, number one team in the NBA, who also had Eric Bledsoe come back. But I looked at it and saw it, and I was like, oh, okay, um, Giannis and Chris Middleton only played 15 minutes in a 48-minute game. Um, they both played literally the same amount of minutes, 15 minutes and 47 seconds. So from not watching it, they most likely both came in at the same time, went out at the same time. and um, Oh, they both started. Uh, they both would go in and come out at the same time. So... Um, they probably didn't play the rest of the game. They obviously didn't play the rest of the game. Um, so you're relying on basically a bunch of role players um, who, um, you know, in a sense are good, but, you know, added with Chris Middleton and Giannis, they're a much better team. Um, so I still don't think they should have lost to the Nets. I mean, you have stuff Eric Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez, Dante DiVincenzo, Wesley Matthews. Um, George Hill. I mean, all these veterans and all these really solid players going against the Bubble Nets, who we've you know been hearing about the the uh, the uh, the team that came into the bubble that was not even close to the team that was um, assembled in the regular season. Um, I mean, we saw a Kyrie and a Katie and a Jared Allen and a DeAndre Jordan and a Spencer Didwini, Dinwiddie, um, and now you got. Karis LeVert, who again I said didn't play, but Karis LeVert didn't play. Uh, Joe Al- or Joe Joe Harris didn't play. Um, it was just a bunch of misfits going against the Bucks and got a and got a dub last night. So um, the Bucks are again set for the number one seed, so they're not really too, you know, picky. But I mean, as a team, you want to you know focus on getting your role players better and getting the team better, you know without having your superstars on the court with them. Now, obviously, every single team is meant to be, is meant to, you know, be that team because of the superstars. The team is built around the superstar. Um, So the superstar is not playing or or is hurt or whatever. Um, You know, that team isn't supposed to be, um, you know, they're not supposed to be well-equipped without the superstar. It's, it's, It's supposed to be, the superstars team or the, uh, or the best players team or whatever. And the team only runs how the superstar, you know, plays. And that's how the coach, you know, organizes the Bucks, especially with, with this Bucks team. Like they focus mainly on Giannis having the ball, Middleton having the ball, driving and kicking, um, using their size and their speed because they have guys who are big as well as quick and very long and athletic. Um, so they know how to uh, – they know – the. Uh, Coach Boonhoser knows how to operate his team and knows how to maximize um, his team's potential and, and get the best from his players. Um, so even without a Chris Middleton and a Giannis last night, there's no way the Bucks should have lost to the Nets. But I digress. Um, 
San Antonio is two and one. Houston, like I said, is two and one. Um, uh, who else is two and one? Uh, like I said, Toronto's two and zero. They have a game tonight. So I think they should be three and zero after this. Um, the Nets are two and zero. By the way, uh, speaking of that, they that 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 game against the Bucks got them to two and one. The surprises to me. I mean, the Clips are are one and two. They had to play the Lakers without their best six man, but I mean. You still have Paul Jordan, Kawhi Leonard, and Reggie Jackson, and a bunch of other, like Marcus Morris, and key players on the team. Like you shouldn't. I mean, that was a good game. It came down to the wire. It was a game winner by LeBron, but still, like, uh, that's the team that you're eventually, most likely, going to face in the Western Conference Finals. You should at least put up a better fight, or at least come out of that game with a dub, um, despite not having a Lou Williams or Montez Harrell. I think. I mean, that game could have gone both ways. Either or team should have won. Um, we, I would have harped on whoever would have lost. Um, if the Lakers would have lost, I would have said there's no way they should have lost because they only had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But um, they ended up also losing to, um, I believe it was OKC. Was their other loss, which, again, makes no sense. Uh, let me see. Clippers also lost to... The so beat the Pelicans, played the Pelicans, the Lakers, and um, the Suns. That's right, the Suns. They they lost on a game winner to Devin Booker and the unbeaten Suns. Um, the Bucks are one and two. Like I said, Boston is one and two. They've had a pretty pretty tough first three games. I mean, uh, they had to go against the Bucks, who they lost to, um, and then. They lost. They beat Portland, and then they've lost to Miami. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a pretty pretty tough, tough three games. I mean, you know, uh, Portland is very very desperate right now. Again, they're right in that ninth seed and looking to get into uh, that play in game. And I mean, I think for Portland, they have to start uh, for sure winning out because uh, the Grizzlies right now are one and two. Um, and got a, got their first win just the other night. Again, the Suns are three and zero, and they're climbing, so they're doing good. Um, but again, you got uh, like I said, Boston has a pretty t- had a pretty tough first couple games, so it makes sense. Um, uh, and the Jazz, I'm I'm kind of disappointed in. They're one and two right now. Um, they should be a little better. I mean, they won the first game of the night, or the first game of the of the restart against the the Bucks. I mean, the, the Pelicans. Excuse me. Um, I mean, you should win that game if you're the Jazz, but they lost the next two games, and I think that they were both to OKC and the Thunder. I mean, OKC and the and the Nuggets. So, um, I mean, those are those are games you got to win, especially against the Nuggets, who are currently right now don't have Jamal Murray or Will Barton. So they're not, I mean, they're really focusing on Jokic as a point guard and Jeremy Grant as a, as a, as a small forward slash shooting guard or whatever. And they have, I mean, Bo Bo has actually been playing, getting his minutes. Like he's actually playing, playing, um, you know, the second round pick out of Oregon, who was potentially going to be a top five pick before his injury happened. So he's showing off why he was, you know, the highly touted recruit out of high school and a highly touted player out of Oregon. He's doing really good. Um, 
and like like I like I mentioned earlier again, Phoenix, Indiana, and Toronto are all undefeated. I want to talk about Indiana because the the fact that they're undefeated is, is isn't a surprise to me. It's just how they're undefeated. Um, T.J. Warren has been going off, and and I mentioned this earlier when I was talking about the the commentators of the Houston and Portland game. They were saying, you know, we should have an MVP of the bubble, and if there is an MVP of the bubble, it's T.J. Warren for sure. He scored a career high fifty three points against the Sixers, um, who had Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid, Matisse Thybul, uh, you know, uh, good defenders and everything. Um, Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris and you know T.J. Warren put up 53 points um, on their head and it was crazy. I mean, this is a guy who out of NC State um, is really good. I mean, he he, he was uh, like a, a power forward or whatever at NC State for college wise. I mean, he was six eight, and you know he comes to the NBA and you know he has to be a small forward. Uh, he has to be a, a three or a four or whatever. And he, you know, he works on his game. He's now able to, you know, handle the ball a little bit. He can shoot from three now. He's more of a mid-range player in college. Um, in his first couple of years in the league, um, especially on the Suns where he was drafted to. Um, but now you see him on Indiana and he's flourishing. And, and again, 53 points is ridiculous. And the other night he just had 32 um, in another win in which he scored 21 points in the first half and did not miss a field goal. Um, so he's right now the MVP of the bubble. I don't think there's any question. He's so far showing everybody, you know, that he was not slacking during this, 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 you know, hiatus of the NBA. He's been killing it. Um, and Oladipo is playing. So Oladipo recanted his, his stance on, you know, sitting out. He's playing this, he's playing right now. Um, he's doing okay. I mean, again, they're out, they're out of Sabonis, who was the All-Star this year, made it to the All-Star team, averaging 18 and 12, um, their power forward. Um, he, um, I mean, no no timetable on his return, but right now it looks like they don't even need him because TJ Warren is just killing it. Um, Oladipo is playing really solid. Brogdon's playing solid. Turner's playing solid. Holiday is playing solid. Both Holiday's on that team. Um, so, I mean, I mean, this Pacers team, if they were super healthy, I think they'd be a really good contender in the East because um, they're a tough team. I mean, again, you have a clutch guy in Oladipo. You have a, a go-to guy in TJ Warren, a solid veteran, Malcolm Brogdon, um, a, a, a defensive stifler in um, in uh, Miles Turner. And then if they had Sabonis, who's a really good rebounder as well as a good um, post defender and obviously a good uh, offensive um, uh, key piece to their offensive um scheme uh they'd be a really good contender and and right now they're moving up in the ranks um as you can see i mean if you look at the standings i mean a lot of teams have shifted ever since these um this seating has happened again these these eight games are determining for teams that are in the playoffs right now where they're going to end up when the playoffs start and um like i said uh phoenix is rising right now they're right behind portland um uh, Indiana is rising right now. Uh, they were the fifth seed, and so with them being three and zero, and the Heat being two and one, and the Celtics being one and two, I mean, right now you're looking at the Celtics dropping, and the the Pacers potentially going up to the third seed, um, where the the um, 
the Heat, who were the who were the fourth seed, um, probably staying right there, and you see the Celtics and might drop to the fifth seed, um, and see a Celtics Heat first round matchup. And if you see that, I mean, as a Celtics fan, as a Celtic, you don't want to be in that four and five. You know, you want to be in that three seed because you don't want to play, you don't want to go against the Bucks right now in a seven game series in the second round of playoffs. You want to meet them in the finals, you know, when or in the in the Eastern Conference Finals when you know you're you've gone through the gauntlet, you've battle been battle tested. I mean, again, the the first six teams in the Eastern Eastern Conference are going to be really tough. Um, currently, right now, it's the Bucks, the the um, before the bubble, it was the Bucks, the Raptors, the the Celtics, the Heat, the Pacers, and then the Sixers, um, and then you had the 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 Nets and the Magic. Um, so, right now, I mean, it could be that the the Heat fall or the Heat stay in the fourth spot. Indiana moves up and the Celtics drop to third or to, to fifth. Um, it potentially could go to sixth, um, which I think would be a good for them because then they could potentially play. I think I think they they would they can win a seven game series against against the the, the Pacers. But um, it's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited to see what happens in these next five games, um, next five to six games for uh, these seeding purposes. Um, I'm excited to see how the Suns finish out because I was really high on them coming into the season. At one point, they started off the season seven and four, were like killing teams, beat the beat the Clippers, um, were beating really top tier teams. Um, then you know DeAndre Ayton got suspended for 25 games, and they kind of just like teetered off a little bit. Um, and then Aaron Baines um, got hurt, so they kind of just were just up and down throughout the regular season, but. Um, they were, you know, again, out of the teams that are in the bubble, um, out of the six teams that entered the bubble, um, added on to the 16 teams total that make it into the, the playoffs. Um, the, uh, six of those teams are from the Western Conference, whereas two of the teams are from the Eastern Conference. Um, um, excuse me. Um, 16 so four teams are from the Eastern Conference Western Conference excuse me while two teams are from the Eastern Conference and um, and and yeah they they're currently uh, the Western Conference you know had the season kept going you never would have known you you'll know what could have happened you could have had the Pelicans got hurt or you, or you could have had a the Grizzlies like slip out fall out of the AC Grizz, uh, the Portland Trailblazers is going to late run, make it to the A seed. The Suns going to late run, make it to the A seed. The Spurs, who are two and one right now, make it to the A seed. You never know what could have happened if the season kept going, which is why some of these teams are in the bubble right now, fighting for you know that eighth spot in the in the playoffs. Because um, this one through seven is clinched, um, eighth is not clinched, and right now they're fighting for a playoff uh, a play in game. I don't see that happening in the in the in the in the in the East. I think the East will stay the way it is. Um, I don't think there will be a play a play in game for the East because um, the the Wizards are terrible um, and they're not. Yeah, they're they're on the outside looking in. They're not gonna they're not gonna push. Uh, they're not gonna push a game to uh, to make it to the the play in. So. Um, 
like I said, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm really excited to to see how Philadelphia, I mean, uh, Phoenix and Denver um, finish out. Um, Toronto, again, the Bucks have already solidified the one seed. The Lakers have solidified the one seed in their respective conferences. So Toronto, the most they can do is just improve their record and keep staying in the second spot. Um, but they are currently the two seed right now, and they're currently undefeated, just like the the Suns and the Nuggets, or the Suns and the Pacers. So I'm excited to see how that turns out. Um, but last couple things um, before I end it. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, I, I didn't want to talk about the Western Conference. Just one little bit before I, you know, end it and, you know, say goodbye to you all for uh, this episode. But uh, the, the Rockets were doing good. Again, again we beat the, the Mavericks in a double in, a, in the overtime thriller, which is very exciting game um and then we beat the the bucks the next night um who who played chris middleton and um and uh um Giannis, you know the whole game and everything and you saw james Harden's defense on Giannis playing lockdown defense which you know james Harden has been doing you know since this whole small ball thing and everything he's had to you know play defense and really focus on um uh that end of the court, that aspect of the game, because, uh, you know, he has to generate offense and everything every single night. Uh, but, you know, with Russell Westbrook being his running mate and everything, he doesn't have to do too much. Um, so, you know, he, he played a really good defense against the Bucks, and they got the dub. Um, so they're doing good. They're 2-1. and one, And their next game against the Lakers, which I'm hoping that they win against because the Lakers are not as big as the, as the, as the Blazers. And they don't have the guards the Blazers do have. So um, we're currently out with Eric Gordon. So if we get Eric Gordon back pretty soon, I think we'll have a really good chance of staying where we're at. Um, <clears throat> we currently shot up to the fourth seed, um, which, we, I mean, we were in the sixth spot. Uh, but OKC um, has been uh, – they're one-on-one one right now, so they haven't – you know, they're currently trying to – you know, get their seating right, but Dallas struggled early on right now, and uh, the Nuggets are currently um, they're two and oh, they're um, the Nuggets are one on one as well. So I mean, they're they're still trying to get their feet, you know, get their you know their team back together. Jamal Murray and Will Barton aren't back, like I said earlier. So still got uh, um, some of these teams trying to get their seating right, but it's pretty tight in the West. And so, I mean, no one's catching the Lakers. The next team in the in the West are the Clippers. Um, they're not catching the Lakers right now. <clears throat> Even if they were to win out, it wouldn't matter. Um, so uh, right now the Lakers – or the, the, the Rockets were in the fourth seed. I think with the loss, I think they're still in the fourth seed right now, maybe in the fifth. Um, but they're looking pretty good. I think they. I think. I mean, me as a Rockets fan, I would want to get to the third seed, um, to where we would most likely play the Jazz and/or OKC, and, um, I mean, throughout the throughout the years, uh, we we played against OKC in the playoffs, uh, in the regular season, and we've always had we've uh, we we've won you know, every series, um, the season series and the playoff series. The Jazz, we've played them 
twice so far in the past two playoff series or last two playoff runs, um, and we've beaten them. So um, you, you think with the with the Jazz team, who hasn't really lived up to the expectations this season that that that, that they had with Mike Conley coming on and everything. Um, I would expect us to get that win, get that series win against both those teams, um, and as as the three seed, move on and then play against the Clippers, who I think would be an easier matchup than the Lakers because the Clippers, as well, are a smaller team. And we saw in the regular season, um, we we won the regular season series against the Clippers. Um, we won two one in the, in that series. Um, we won a game in their place. And then one at our place, um, um, so I'm pretty sure that you know I, I'd be I'd be pretty um, confident in playing that series and seeing how that goes. So, like I said, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, these next five or six games are really going to be clutch for a couple of teams, um, and I'm really, you know, how me personally, I really want to see Phoenix get in. Um, if they can get that play-in game, play against the Grizzlies and get that get that play-in game, because uh, Devin Booker deserves a deserves a playoff a playoff uh, like a uh, a playoff uh, appearance. Um, finally, he's finally made an All Star appearance. Um, now he just needs a playoff playoff appearance, and uh, and yeah, see the Suns back on top again. Not on top, but I mean they'd be the AC. But see the Suns, you know, finally. Um, rise from just being a, a young team to being a competing, a, a, a competitive team. And then hopefully, you know, next season be a competitor um, and be a contender because they have all the pieces. Um, I think they need like a solid, a really solid um, like wing or point guard uh, to spill like the touches for Devin Booker. Um, and then they'll be solid. So I'm excited. Hope you guys are excited because I am. Um, last thing, um, NFL news. I mean, they're still f- trying to, you know, figure out how the NBA is doing so good with their, you know, comeback and everything. So um, a couple players have already um, opted out of the season. Um, a couple key players, too. So I'm going to look that up right now. I was just on the page. Um, by the way, a bunch of news is coming out of, you know, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady has been looking ridiculously good. I mean, people are in awe of how he's how well he's been looking. Um, Cam Newton, they just showed the pictures of him in his Patriots uniform. He's looking good. Um, but yeah, a couple of players already have already opted out of the season. Um, you got uh, um, the Jets, C.J. Mosley, the the former All Pro linebacker. Um, for the Ravens, who went to the Jets in the offseason um, a couple years back. Um, he's opting out. Um, you got guys like uh, Damian Williams, the Chiefs uh, uh, running back, the Super Bowl running back, could have won the Super Bowl MVP. He had a really good game. Um, he's opting out, uh, so they're going to have to rely on their, their first-round pick, the running back at LSU. Um, the Buccaneers signed LaShawn McCoy, um, Shady, the former chief. Um, so hopefully he's healthy and he can run and he can, can play for them. Um, I think what I think the Bucs should do is if they have the cap space, um, 
the Broncos have way too many quarterback cor- or running backs in that backfield, and you add Melvin Gordon now. Philip Lindsay was your was your Pro Bowl running back as a rookie um, two years ago. Um, I think you should just. I think the Bucks should look into trading for him to get you know a solid running back for that running game, um, and someone who can you know spell spell Tom Brady having to throw the ball thirty to forty times a game. So uh, I would do that. But they signed Lashawn Lashawn McCoy, so that was good. Um, Giants. Um, uh, the Giants um, uh, offensive lineman Nate Soldier um, is opting out. Uh, the Bears um, starting defensive tackle uh, Eddie Goldman opted out. Uh, two big key players for the Patriots opted out. Uh, Dante Hightower, their all-pro um, linebacker, made the Pro Bowl this past season. He opted out. And Marcus Cannon, the um, uh, lineman, uh, offensive lineman, opted out. And and yeah, that's been pretty much the case. I mean, you heard about uh, oh, and the Chiefs' uh, offensive lineman uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif uh, also opted out. So really good uh, right guard for them. He opted out. Um, y'all, y'all, y'all heard about the the Seahawks trading for Jamal Adams. That was clutch for them. I think a really good haul for the Jets. Um, and then we also. Um, heard about Joey Bosa getting the bag, uh, five-year, $135 million contract extension. So he's set for life with the Chargers. Um, don't know when the NFL is going to come back. Don't know what they're planning, how they're going to do the whole safety protocol thing and everything. But um, uh, everything's looking, um, I wouldn't say bleak, but it's not looking the best. So we'll see what happens um, with them in the NFL uh, but uh, I think I think they'll be back. I don't think, however, um, it'll be as soon as we expected. They'll probably start. Um, usually, the NFL season starts around September, um, so I think it will start later than that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how the NFL and and Roger Goodell manages his team and everything. But in any case, I appreciate you guys for listening again. Uh, this episode, what, 10 right now? I've already done 10 episodes so far. That's a bunch. Um, again, uh, like, share, comment, subscribe, do whatever you do to, you know, get it out there and, and, and show love and everything. Um, trying to get these followers up. Hey, um, potentially it might be big time soon. I mean, I, I might be on TV. Who knows? Who knows? Might be a television star. Never knows. Uh, could be the next, uh, Ron Burgundy, um, without the the hat, without the hair and the mustache or everything, um, who knows? I might, I might, I might try to grow the mustache, get the Ron Burgundy mustache. Um, but without further ado, man, I appreciate y'all listening. Um, this is your boy KJ, um, and this is KJ's corner. This is KJ's corner. I appreciate you guys. Um, um, yeah, shout out everybody. Florida people, trying to get some people out here in Florida to, to subscribe. Um, subscribe to me, you know. I'm, I'm out here. So, love you all. Thank you. Thank you for listening. See you later.
Now I'm praying for a flood. It feel like time passing me by, slower than a slug. Why the feeling inside of my body seeping like a drug? Will you hug me, rub me on the back like a child? Tell me you love me, need me, promise me you'll never leave me. Even though my daddy, you know he blacker than the street with a fist to match, more solid than concrete.